Hey there, just a quick reminder, we have a mentorship program if you're looking for personalized coaching and mentorship to help guide you to the next level of your interior design business, whatever that might look like for you, whether it's processes and procedures or what services to offer to how to incorporate wellness, intention, or spirituality into your projects, come join us over at designcoven.com forward slash join. Or if you're just in search to connect with other like-minded interior designers, you can join our free community also located at designcoven.com forward slash joy. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I am your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Hello, welcome to episode 64 of the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. And today is a solo episode. I am going to share my top 10 red flags for interior designers and how to spot them. I've collected many red flags over 17 years of experience in this field, and I am happy to share them with you as a new or aspiring interior designer. Um, These are things that I wish I knew when I went off on my own. So I'm here to, to share these red flags that I kind of fell into and didn't quite see the trap. So before we do that, I'm going to go ahead and set our space, light us a candle here. We've got a beautiful candle, of course, from Mithras. Um, I'm just setting the intention of connecting with all of you to share um, my, I wouldn't say failures, I'd say my experiences with troubled clients and just, um, yeah, little pitfalls that I've fallen into and I want you to be aware of them so that you don't follow in my footsteps. And I'm also going to pull off a card. I am pulling from the Radiant Crystal deck. We're going to pull some crystals here. So let's see what we've got. Our crystal today is Banded Amethyst. Inner Strength, Cleansing, and Release. Uh, Third Eye Chakra for sure. And this is really connected to all of the astrological signs. And the affirmation is my intuition encourages strength and connection to my higher self. Alrighty, this is like the perfect segue into um, red flag number one. So red flag number one is trusting your intuition. If it doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. So if you're meeting with a client or a potential client, and there's just something about them or there's just something there that just doesn't align with you or your gut is saying no, something is telling you it's not right, 
really, really trust it. You might not know exactly where it's coming from, or you might even be able to pinpoint it, um, but really trust that intuition. That is like number one, always fall on that. And especially if you're wavering or you're not sure whether or not to take a certain job, I would definitely tap into your body and see if your body is feeling expansive and excited and, you know, curious and just like open, or does your body sort of cringe up or freeze or your breath kind of gets shortened or you kind of have a little bit of a panic that's going to give you a cue on um, whether or not you should move forward with this client. So red flag, number one, trust your intuition. Number two is if the style that they want you to design in is not your style, not to say you can't experiment or try different things, but you just know that that is just not what you're about. I'll give you an example. If somebody came to me and wanted me to design something in a Tuscan style that was really big in like the late, I'd say 90s, early 2000s, and it's not what I want or it's not what I'm excited about, I'm gonna have to say no and maybe refer them to somebody else that does that style. And as an interior designer, um, it's really important to create a community of other designers. And this is one way that you can support each other by giving these clients as a referral, especially if it's in a different style. Another, you know, one could be that they want something that's super traditional and you're more contemporary or modern. And it, again, it doesn't feel right. Don't take it. Or if somebody's like, total farmhouse has a certain you know that look and that is just not what you do because you're you know be more art deco and you like um you know things with a little bit more whimsy and more eclectic and they want you to do you know a, a white and gray farmhouse just know just know your style and know what you can achieve so that is red flag number two when the style doesn't align Number three is budget. And this is budget in a couple different ways. One budget in the way that their budget doesn't really um, allow for your services or your fees. If it's not there, it's not there. You don't force it and don't try to do things at a much lower price if you know you're going to resent it. Um, and also, you know, if their budget's so low and you know it's not feasible or it's not realistic, you're going to have to be honest with them and let them know that this isn't going to, this can't happen with the budget that they're giving you. And if that's the case, you have to let it go. You have to move on. Don't take those on. You're going to just add so much stress to your life and it just isn't going to be worth it. You, at the end of that, you're just going to want to be like, just take back all the money. Like, I don't need to get paid. I just want to get rid of this horrible experience. I know I've been there. Okay. Number four is um, when they balk at your pricing. I've had several um, incidences where I told them my fee and that I was, you know, just starting out and I will tell you my fee was pretty darn low and they were still, they, they wanted to undercut me by half and um, you just can't do that. You just can't. You have to, I know you want to like take on everything and anything and you're kind of desperate, but I mean, 50%. And I was just like, this, I can't, I can't do it for that. And, you know, I had to say no. I had another potential client tell me that my fee was too high. And again, this is when I was first starting. 
it was too high and that he should go back to school and become a designer. And he was a doctor and he's telling me, oh, I should be a designer. And yeah, that's what you, that's what you're getting paid. Like, that's ridiculous. You know, it was just like this belittling and, and when they don't sort of believe that you're worth that, it's going to be hard to justify your prices and services throughout the entire process. They're not going to pay you on time or promptly. They're not going to have trust in you. And they've already started the relationship by belittling you and not believing in your worth. So that is huge, huge, huge red flag. It's okay. You can let them go. You don't need them in your space. You also have to think about these things from an energetic standpoint, especially being a holistic interior designer, just an interior designer in general. It's like you really want to protect your energy field and the people that you're surrounding yourself with because you're in their stuff and you guys build a really tight, tight, tight relationship. So you want to make sure it's good from the get-go. Number five, it's overstepping boundaries. So an example of this is, you know, I've, I've told the potential client, I don't work on the weekend. I work Monday through Friday. My hours are, you know, nine to three. Um, this is when I'm available. And they come back and they're like, I can't do that. You know, obviously some people can't do that. They've got jobs and, and that kind of thing. And they have, you know, office hours themselves. So they can't meet with you at that time. It's not going to work. Like, and then they, and you tell them it's not going to work. And they say, oh, 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 you know, you can do it for me. You know, they're, they're constantly like, oh, do it for me. And, and I'm not so bad. You know, if they're constantly like trying to tell you that kind of thing, or, or they're not listening to what your hours are and how you operate, cut them out. Another overstepping of boundaries is when you tell them, you know, I don't give my design discount to my clients and they tell you they want you to. And they, again, are begging you to give them the discount or when you tell them how many hours something is going to take. And then they overstep that boundary and say, oh, no, 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 no. It's not going to take 20 hours. It'll take maybe 10 hours tops. It'll, it'll only take you 10 hours. And they don't know like what goes into the process. They don't trust you to tell them how many hours and they're, they're telling you like there's something wrong there when they're telling you how to run your business. Oh, and the other one, the other one is when they say, oh, you know, I don't need this step. They tell you that a certain step isn't needed in your process and you know your process. And one of those steps is concept design. It's like the whole basis of this design is on the concept. If I don't create a concept, I'm not going to have a plan. I'm not going to know where I'm taking this project. So that has to be in there. There's a reason why we have steps and procedures and different phases of design. And when they are telling you that they don't need that phase, again, another red flag that they're telling you, you know, that what you're giving them isn't what they need. Uh, your hours are too much work, you know, on my terms there's overstepping boundaries and that is a big no-no so this is why it's really important to do your initial consultation your discovery call over the phone or over zoom because you're going to get a lot of this information right off the bat and you can start you might even have a checklist of you know these questions that you're asking them so that you can start to see like how is this relationship going to go because when they start hitting those red flags it's going to be bad it's, it's going to be a disaster working with them another red flag is values so if and, and this one might be a little bit hard to tap into it right away, but I will tell you um, that you will kind of sense it. And if you are like a vegan person or you're just not 
into sourcing animal byproducts like leather and that kind of thing. And, and they're super adamant about having a leather sectional in their home and you just aren't feeling right with it. Red flag, same thing with like, if you're a designer that really wants to support local, wants to support independent showrooms and they're wanting you to shop at big box stores or stores that you don't align with or manufacturers that you their business practices or the way they treat their employees or you know just them as a business isn't aligned you're going to want to know that off the bat too so asking them you know where they shop or you know are they open to shopping in different places that you feel more connected with and that you want to support based on your values number seven red flag is they don't know what they want and a lot of times they don't, but like they really don't know what they want. They're super wishy-washy if they say one thing and then they contradict themselves and they're kind of scattered or all over the place or super unorganized. You're going to want to tap into that a little bit and see if it's something that you can handle. And you're going to also feed off of that energy. So if the energy is panicky, if it's freaking out, if it's super anxious and you're an empath and you like connect with that energy and it kind of gets absorbed into your energy, you just want to be aware of that. So when they don't know what they want and they're everywhere, as in like, they don't know what style, they don't know what they need, they don't, and you can kind of guide them and see if they'll stick to it. But most of the time, if they're like that at the beginning, they're going to be like that at the entire design process because they're not going to stick to anything or any one thing. They're going to change their mind constantly throughout the process and then expect you to read their mind. It's a mess. So I would stay away from anyone that's super wishy-washy, anyone that's super scattered, super panicky, anxious energy. That is like one of my red flags and I have dealt with that. I've messed with it. I've tried it doesn't work for me. So you'll want to tap in and see if that's something that you think you can handle. And if that feeds you and you get excited by it, go for it. But uh, for me, that's a red flag. Number eight, this one's really important. And this one's hard because if they've worked with a previous designer, you want to know why. And if they fired that designer, that could be a red flag, huge red flag. You're going to want to know why did they fire them? First off, uh, what was the relationship like? So I always ask, well, what was that relationship like? What would, what happened in that um, time together? If they say they just didn't get along, that's a red flag or they couldn't get along with another designer. And being in the design business, you probably will know who that designer is. So if they're open, I would ask who the designer is so that you can talk to that designer directly and find out what happened from their point of view because that's going to give you a ton a ton a ton of insight because they're going to be the exact same way that they were with that designer as they're going to be with you if they just didn't like the design and they wanted more options and they weren't getting what they needed find out exactly what it was that they weren't getting from that designer and then see if that's something that you can do and then also seeing if they fired other contractors you know did they fire a landscape architect did they fire a GC, did, like who all was involved in there? Because there's some stuff there. Now I have taken on, I've taken on many um, design jobs from previous designers. And again, I ask all the questions. I've had one where the designer started doing more commercial work and they just weren't doing residential anymore. So 
they set the boundary and, and told them they couldn't work with that client anymore because they were getting uh, more commercial jobs. So I've taken on a project from that or their designer just got too busy. Sometimes the designers get in over the head, they're too busy and they can't pay attention or they can't be present with that client. So I might take that on just, and also knowing like what the relationship was like, what was going on. And then I've had other ones where they wanted to hire me, but felt bad because they interviewed another designer who was actually a friend of theirs. And then they hired the friend and then realized that their style wasn't right. And they felt more in alignment with my style. So then I would take, I took them back. So I took them on. So just kind of feel into it, but Man, when they say that they've had a previous designer, you want to dig deep and do some research and connect with that other designer if you can. And most designers are super open and they want to share and they want to help you. So I don't feel like any of the other designers are too closed off anymore. I feel like we really have come a long ways to kind of support each other. So super important. Okay, so that was number eight. Number nine, when they are manipulative or they want to hold the design over you. And what I say about that is, an example is when they're like, oh, this is gonna be so good for your portfolio. Um, we're gonna share it with everybody. We're gonna promote you. You're gonna get so many more opportunities because of our project. And we're going to do so many more properties and we're going to have you on all these properties. So you need to give us a good price. So they're manipulating you to lower your price, which is, again, that was um, crossing your boundaries, which was number five, overstepping your boundaries. And then they're manipulating you on top of it. So they're going to be manipulating you throughout the entire process. Like this first consultation is so, so, so important because you're going to get so much and you're going to want to tap into intuition and read from it. So yeah, if they're wanting to cut your price down and tell you that this project is going to just blow up your career. And I've had so many promises to me and I've done the projects and there's no, nothing. I mean, it was like, they would promote, you know, their design and not even mention me as a designer or share my information. Oh God, I can't even tell you how many times I've even had projects where they would talk to like their clients, like it's a commercial project and they would say, oh yeah, this space. And, and Rachel had a big, you know, part of the design. What I didn't even get credit for designing the space. It was just, oh, she had a part in it uh, because I was literally standing right there. So they had to mention me. But if I wasn't standing there, I don't think they would even say anything about me as a designer or promoting myself. Like, it's just not good. Um, I've, I've done it so many times. And I, and I it's one of my major, major pitfalls is I just want to help. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I'll help you all. I'll lower my feed because I want to be part of this. I want to, you know, help you with business because you're another business. Like, just tap into it. I, I've just been burnt so many times, so many times. So yeah, so the manipulation, no go, no, 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 no. And then number 10, this one's huge too. Look and see how they treat other people because that's how they're going to treat you. I had one consultation with a father and son. This was a commercial project as well. And the father uh, was the owner and pretty much you know, he had the end say of everything because he was fronting all the money and his son was there and his son was looking for a designer. And so it's the same guy that wanted to cut my price in half. And he has all these properties that he's going to bring me on and all this stuff, right? All these promises that they're going to give you. 
the way he treated his father in our little consultation, probably we were together for half an hour, 45 minutes. He talked down to his dad at so many levels and talked over him and interrupted him and was just a jerk. And I was just like, wow, if that's how you talk to your own father, who's fronting this, who is the decision maker, whose business this is, you are not going to give me any respect at all throughout this process. That was huge. I think that was on top of all the other many red flags. That was the red flag that was like, absolutely not. I will not take this on. Um, and you know, you'll, you'll tell them it's not the right fit or it's just not going to work. And they're going to beg you. I promise you do not take it. Do not take it. It's going to be bad. So yeah. So those are my 10 red flags as an interior designer, um, look out for them. So, or any business really, I mean, you could be in any business and these are red flags. Okay. So number one, just as a count back or a, a recap, I should say, number one, it doesn't feel right. Trust your intuition. Number two, the design style is not in alignment with your own personal design style. And it's not something that you are versed in and it's not something that excites you. Red flag. Number three, the budget doesn't align. So their budget on the pro the project or even the budget for you. That's number three. Number four is they balk at your pricing, kind of goes in, in alignment with number three. They balk at your pricing and they don't um, have faith or trust in your worth. That's out. Number five, they overstep your boundaries. Number six, your values are not in alignment. Number seven, they don't know what they want. They don't know what they want. They're too wishy-washy. Number eight, they fired a previous designer. Number nine, they're manipulative. And lastly, number 10, the, how they treat others is a no-go. Uh, if they're treating them with disrespect and basically disrespect. Those are it. The 10 top red flags that I have uh, really spotted out through my 17 years in the design field, um, officially out of school. So I'd be curious to know if you have any red flags that you want to share with other designers. Let me know. Send me an email, send me a DM on Instagram or wherever, and I will share them kind of as a uh, a check-in with, with everybody. I would love to share those red flags um, if you've got more. So, you know, I'm all about supporting each other, connecting with each other and helping each other out. So that's our episode today. And I wish you well. And again, our, our crystals, the banded amethyst. So inner strength, cleansing, release, intuition. Take care. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person events. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry, Blake Ferris, for all of her special help with the podcast, our social media posts, newsletter, 
And lastly, Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.